0: Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a great day, um, night, wherever you are. Um, today I'm here with Anish Nadella. Um, and we're just gonna be discussing everything college app. Um, we know it's coming up for a lot of seniors, and as people who've kind of like gone through the process, um, we wanted to share some some things that were like a part of our experience, whether that's just the application itself or you know, this, how it feels to be at school even after you finish those college applications. So, yeah. Hi, Nish.
1: Hi, Sonia. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. I'm Anish. Uh, if you don't know, I went to the same high school as Sonia Stevenson, and we both graduated this year, and I'm really excited to be on today's episode.
0: Yeah. Um. So... Anyways, we're just gonna we're gonna start off with just talking about, um, how does it finally feel to be free after school and like just enjoying your summer, after college apps and everything. How's it? How's it going for you, Nish? I
1: I I would say it's pretty fun. Like the summer after senior year is always like you always hear about it, but going through it right now, it's it's fun. Mm -hmm. But I, I also say it's like kind of like, I mean, now we're like a month away from school like college starting pretty much that's like starting to like kick in like how soon it is to like starting that like new chapter and like seeing people for the last time I guess kind of starting the podcast on like a depressing note
0: (laughs) yeah it's definitely bittersweet but um it's definitely a summer to enjoy it's kind of you're cherishing every moment and spending it with like everybody so I feel like everybody's brought together this summer because they know that they're leaving so it's definitely like a even all throughout senior years, definitely like a bonding experience for everybody. But yeah, anyways, um, more into college applications. So um, for me, my college application experience, like it was a bunch of essays um, as it is for a lot of people. But I think for me, it was definitely really difficult. One thing I struggled with was like managing school and like extracurriculars along with college applications and a an new issueer also very involved. So um, yeah, I bet you have stuff to say about that too.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. It's definitely like, I mean, people tell you to like start early on your applications, but it doesn't really kick into like, like, you don't really understand how important that advice is until like the school year actually starts and everything kind of goes full swing. Um, Yeah, but I'd say definitely also like finding that balance between like classes, extracurriculars, Spending time with friends still, and then like doing those college applications was definitely difficult.
0: Yeah, and kind of echoing what Anish said, I definitely regret um not starting earlier because I feel like I was always under a time crunch on doing things, and I ended up missing a lot of school, which was just really bad. Um, I ended up just not like I ended up just not having the time to be able to do everything. So, um, every it was just really hard managing keeping up my grades, and my grades did kind of dip, but um yeah anyways so more going into actual application components for those who don't know or like or might be the first in applying for their family um I was also the first I didn't really know what to look for in an application or how it would work but um there are two there are two like main things right it's common app and what's the other one there's like one other coalition yeah coalition there's two and you just have to there's like a bunch of family stuff and then like activities an activity section that you have to fill out and things like that. Um that you have to fill on in your common app along with the supplemental essays. And then Anish, did you want to mention talk about like the actual college common app essay itself too? What's in that?
1: Yeah. So Sonia mentioned like the different like components. And then with that, you have your Common App essay, which I would say majority of schools, like 90% take a Common App essay. So that one is just like one essay, I think 650 words max. And you write that one essay and you send it to like every single school. That's like your base essay. And then from there, each school, most schools will ask like supplemental questions, which are like, why this school? Why do you want to be part of our campus? And i definitely say like on your Common App essay, it's a lot more like general, just kind of telling your story, who you are. And then the supplemental ones are like, why you're fit at that school and like why that school like should wants you why you'd be what you would do for for them pretty much
0: yeah basically it's like pitching yourself to the college literally um but I definitely think like a lot of people think there's a certain way to write those common app essays but I feel like there's just so many different ways that people write it whether that's talking about themselves or just like telling an anecdote from their um telling an anecdote from their personal life and there's not really one right answer um you know, like everybody writes it a different way and every college just looks at it differently. So honestly, just a story that's like sticks out to you and things like that.
1: Yeah, and people always say like, I mean, people always ask a lot of the times and I, I'm also guilty of doing this, like asking people like, oh, what did you write your comment App on? Um, And I think like, while that does help you kind of like gauge what other people did, it's not going to help you per se because you know better than anybody else like your story what's unique to you and as long as it is like something that you believe stands out and you believe you can make it clear that it stands out it's a good story to tell
0: yeah and I know a lot of people are like I don't know if you said that one tiktok essay about the s the s essay. yeah everybody was like I've heard so many people talk about how they want to mirror their essay off of that but the thing is that's just the that essay worked for that person because it was their story but if you don't have a real story to base it upon it's not going to be as like meaningful
1: yeah don't base your like essay just on a letter because someone somebody did that
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and um before we continue i forgot to ask you anish um where will you be going this fall
1: uh i'll be going to the university of pennsylvania very close to me, Sonia.
0: Very close to Anish, except he's closer to New York than I am. And I will forever be salty about that. Um, anyways, so that's kind of how the application works and what you'll see when you enter the Common App. A lot of schools have like other portals that you have you have to like apply to. Um, but when it came to like researching colleges and choosing which ones you wanted to apply to um, Anish, what did you think were like good factors to look at?
1: Like, I'm not gonna lie my like application journey I wouldn't say it's like that applicable for that actually I'd, it's pretty applicable especially for like people that don't really know what they wanted to do kind yeah. of going into senior year because I'd say throughout all of high school I always thought I was going to do medicine or something sort of like bio something like in the healthcare field but then going into senior year I was like oh I don't really think this is for me so mm-hmm. I ended up like applying to like medicine comside, side business yeah so researching colleges and like seeing good things to look at I just kind of like saw I I knew like I had a good medicine profile but for the other two it wasn't that strong so I had to really like figure out like colleges that I could fit a story in with like that medicine stuff yeah and I'd also say like looking at like the classes that they have but like really like just trying to understand like the vibe of a campus like I know that's hard to like just say, but like you can reach out to the students that go there. Um, We're like lucky because we go to like a really big high school. So there's a lot of alumni at different like colleges around the nation that we could like reach out to. But like just honestly, you could also find people on like LinkedIn, Instagram, just reaching out to them and kind of like understanding how their experience is
0: yeah, definitely. i I think the vibe of the campus is honestly really underspoken about because people talk about how good the programs are and like choose to apply to the top programs. But, um for me, like, even like there were top colleges that I ruled out applying to because after visiting the campus, I was like, this doesn't seem like a good fit for me. Um, whether that just be the location, whether that be the campus culture. there's a lot of different factors that go into it. So not necessarily just like visiting the college, but even just doing research online and looking at, you know, like, how big is your, how big is a school? Like, you know, okay. U of I has like 40,000 people, but then there's like smaller colleges that have less than our high school, like 2,000, 3,000. So, um, there's definitely a lot of factors to look at. Um, and I know, Anish, like a lot of people apply to different majors like you, like three different ones. Um, so that's definitely there for me. I just did, like business and computer science and just kind of like apply to those two. But, um, like the vibe was definitely a big one for me. Um, along with just like different classes. I researched those like different classes and that I was interested in different clubs and um mm-hmm. just like the campus culture because you're gonna be living there for the next four years. So you really have to make sure you like the school that you're gonna be applying to and you're you know, you have to write essays for those and those are time consuming.
1: I'd say also with that, like I mean, this might be kind of like categorizing schools, but In a sense, I'd say it's pretty accurate. Like there's certain schools where you know, like what type of student they're looking for, Mm -hmm. you kind of know, if you fit that mold or not. Like, obviously, like, even if you don't, it's worth taking the shot and applying. But I'm just throwing an example, like MIT. I know it's like just throwing like a complete like categorization out there. But like MIT really favors people who like are in Olympiads, did really good with like Olympiads and it's like something that they've been known for for years Mm -hmm. it's just like that part of the vibe like say you did say you went to like the national team for like bio olympiad you know you have like a good chance of getting in or something like that
0: yeah definitely like different schools have different types of people so and that's honestly really useful when you come to write your essays because then you're able to pitch that oh i am this type of person and i fit this criteria
1: yeah some schools like leadership some schools like Mm -hmm. yeah stuff like that
0: Yes. All right. Um, the next process, like after researching the colleges is going to be, you know, actually writing these essays. So um, I think what was really hard, I think I can speak on both our behalfs, was time management with Common Apps. And we kind of touched on this before, but, um, you know, it's really important to stick to a schedule and not and like not procrastinate. I think as high schoolers, we tend to procrastinate a lot of things, but college apps is just something we can't because there's so many of them to write and you're really compromising on the quality if you do that. So um, how did you manage deadlines being involved so heavily in school and also taking really rigorous courses?
1: I'm gonna say like my time management with like college apps wasn't that good. Um, I did like during the summer, I, I didn't write anything other than my common app in the summer. But I would say, like, coming into the school year, I somewhat had a common app, and I just got to like, checked a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But, like, every supplemental essay I hadn't started, but I had, like, a schedule on how I wanted to do it. Yes. Did I stick to that? No, I never stuck to it, <laughs> which I regret. But I'd say, like, um, it's hard to get that motivation at the start to start writing stuff, but yeah. at a certain point, it will click. And the sooner you have that like moment of like it's clicking and I really want to get this done and I really want to write those essays it just like gets the ball rolling and it's like I would say for me like once that ball started rolling it was like a steady process of starting to write those essays because you get to start recycling them also.
0: For sure and like um, there's always going to be those days where you just have no motivation to write those essays and it's like really hard getting yourself to but I think one thing that really helped me is like right when I looked at a supplemental prompt, even if I didn't write the essay, I just wrote quick like bullet points about what immediately came in my head and thought about um like what I wanted to write about. And then I'll just come back to it later. But I definitely think time management is really hard. Me personally, I made like a calendar and put like deadlines for each thing. And like, yeah, I didn't really stick to it. But I also told my parents to keep me accountable with them, too. And sometimes bringing your parents in is just not the best idea because they're always on you to, like, get things done. Um, But for me, sometimes I just needed a push for someone to just, like, yell at me and tell me to get it done because otherwise no one would have me get that, like, essay done in time. Yeah.
1: Um, I agree. And I'd also say, like, I also did the thing of, like, when I see the prompt, I would write down, like, my initial thoughts, like, just blank reaction, like, this is the first thing I think of. But I think the hardest part with any essay is like those first few lines, because oh, yeah. I would always want those lines to be good. And I think once you get those first few lines, it just starts rolling down, and you have that essay done. But it's really those first few that are hard to get.
0: Yeah, and it probably comes after multiple drafts. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. And then one more thing that I wanted to add about like college apps in general is. I've had a couple questions on like with people about the word limits because they can range so like they can range so differently about from like 180 words to like 650 like my essay for Cornell was literally 650 words and then for another school I wanted it was 100 so someone asked me like how do you know what to keep and what not to keep when your essays have to be so short. So do you have any insight on how you manage that when you had, like, really bad, really, like, difficult word limits?
1: Um, I would say with word limits, I kind of, like, my mom, and, like, my mom was always on me for this. She always said, like, overwrite and then cut it down, mm-hmm. which I guess works for some people. But for me, I hated the idea of, like, overwriting over the word limit and then having to cut down my ideas. So I would say the way I did it, which it could work, it couldn't work, because a lot of people do write what they think and then cut it down. But I would just stick to the word limit and just make sure that I was under it throughout the writing process so I wouldn't have to go back and cut out ideas, I guess.
0: Okay. Yeah, for me I just try to keep like like if there I know sometimes in essays especially in the common app essay you try to put like a lot of narrative or a lot of like sensory details to really bring it to life and I would just say like yeah, those are important, but at the end the essay needs to be about you. So keep the details that bring you out, um, but yes.
1: And you can say those details in like a unique way, I guess. Yeah. It's like saying like, hi, this is who I am. You can find like, it doesn't have to be fully narrative, but yeah, just finding a way to do it with plus words.
0: Yeah, which is difficult. Oh,
1: and one more thing about time management, I would say kind of like a sidetrack from like, fully college apps but I'd say it does heavily relate if you are like heavily involved with like activities at school activities outside of school and you're in like a position of leadership I would say especially during your senior year honestly during any time do not be afraid to delegate work and don't feel like you're like a bad leader for doing that like that is literally why you've been selected
0: oh my gosh
1: high position of leadership like your role is not to do every single piece of work it's to delegate work and make sure that people are doing the work
0: i wish i could like scream that because i came there were so many instances during college where i was swamped with everything and i was so like like people would ask me oh do you want me to do something i'm like no i got it like i can do it and then i would put all the work on myself because i thought like i had to do it um but literally trust your leadership team like that's what they were that's what they were like elected for so they're always there to help you um don't always put it on yourself. Yeah, that is so important.
1: Yeah, Sonia throughout senior year was crazy with.
0: You should not be talking. You literally should not be talking. Um, yeah, we both had horrible time management to say the least. Yeah. And but make sure
1: you have time for friends and family.
0: <laughs> and make sure you actually go to school.
1: And sleep, Sonia. Mm-hmm.
0: You should not be talking again. Yeah, make sure you sleep. But um I think it's inevitable that you might lose some sleep senior year to college apps. Um, but prioritize your health. Take those mental health days. I took like three first semester. (laughs) I was like Oh, Oh,
1: and if you are at school, don't call don't get called out and sit in the ELC because for Stevenson students and for like anybody who's listening. Don't get called out and sit in the school library because they will track you, they will find you and they'll escort you out of the school.
0: Yeah. Speaking from experiences, yeah. Um, don't do that. Um, just go to school. You're honestly like you're you're putting yourself behind if you don't you have And more it's to-
1: fun, like the last year just going to school.
0: Oh, for sure. Second semester is amazing and we're gonna get into that. But um yeah, coping with rejection after these college apps. Um, I think it's really difficult to be in an environment where you see, like, all your friends around you kind of, like, ha- succeeding or, like, getting into schools they want, and then you're kind of either waiting on a decision or didn't get your first choice. So, honestly, like, my only thing to say about that would be you're going to end up where you're meant to go at the end. Like, like beca- just because you get rejected from a school just means that that school just wasn't a good fit for you. I don't know how to make it. I don't know how to put it into words.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not like you're unqualified in any way. It's just like maybe it wasn't a fit, maybe like because there's it's humans reading your application. They person reading your application literally could have had a bad day and just and it's it's horrible because like we we can't do anything about it. Yeah. But I'd say with rejection, like the very first college that the first decision I got back was for like Penn State's direct med program. And like seeing the reject was like, it was like tough cause it was like, I was applying to a lot of these direct med programs and this was the first like decision I got back. And it was like, wow, it's just a sign of like what's gonna come. And it's like, you really get in your own head after that. But yeah, yeah. I would say instead of letting that like just take over, you can kind of use it as motivation. Like if things don't start off that well you still have months to write more applications try different things and don't take that as a sign of like oh your essay was bad maybe go back read it again see if you want to revise something but it literally could have just not been a right fit for the school
0: yeah and don't let that like demotivation tank your grades because at the end if you end up like getting deferred or like your things don't come back then those grades are going to be so crucial um so keep those grades up which is something we're also going to go into um yeah there's a whole episode on rejection that we made during college app season so check that out um this was our little itty bitty spiel on rejection but moving on school environment during college app season which to me was like really I don't remember a lot from it because I think second semester was just so great um for the most part but I think like the school environment first I think everybody was just so stressed and there were some days like like the last week of October that literally no one was at school um and so I definitely think it's a really stressful time but just remember that that's not for you it's for literally everybody around you and some people just don't show it Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and I'd say it's also tough because like I would say People are very supportive, I guess, in that sense, because everyone's going through it. Mm-hmm. But you also want to make sure like you're going to hear a lot of things from like people who heard it from other people who heard stuff from other people, like just not wanting to like kind of feed into that because you're people are going to be hearing things, spreading things, and you don't want to like kind of get caught up in your own head with that. And it's just kind of like staying level with that. And I don't know. It's hard because like everyone... Like, you just hear it all around, pretty much.
0: Yeah, and there are days you don't want to hear it, and um, you end up hearing, like, all about college apps, and you're just like, can we stop talking about this? Because school is supposed to be a place where, you know, you don't have to, like, I didn't want to hear about college, because everybody was, like, talking about different, I don't know. There were some people who were just really toxic about the college, like, about college apps, and they were, like, constantly talking about different things, and it was it was just not a fun environment to be in, but... Honestly, just don't let that get to your head because I did sometimes and it would just like demotivate me for the rest of the day. So yeah, have a good support system. Study with fun friends. Go to library with friends. Have a good time.
1: And I'd say also just finding people and like finding time to like just completely get away from college apps. Like, because it sucks when you're like hanging out with people during that time, like say October, November, and then someone just out of nowhere is like, so how's college going how are your college apps going it's
0: like no
1: wow why is this happening
0: right now yeah like I know like there was one time that happened and I was like can we just not talk about this right now yeah. I think like a lot of people felt that way because when you're like constantly consumed by college apps that there needs to be times especially like, in the with your family too when they're constantly asking you about it when your friends are it's a lot to handle so definitely make time to fully just get away and like take some time for yourself to take life in without college apps
1: Mm -hmm. yes especially with the family like it's not like not everyone's family does it but like I'd say from the background that we come from a lot of our parents Sonia and I I'd say a lot of our parents are very like pushy over our shoulders yeah it's like watching everything like just and having that like you know the moment you go home there's gonna be questions about that from your parents so, like, with your friends and school, you kind of want to just, like, get away from them.
0: hmm For sure. So, yeah. And sometimes your parents just don't understand that, and it can get really frustrating. So, definitely, like, even getting out of the house to do college apps was really nice for me. Like, sometimes I just went to a library and got it done. I think it makes you really, like, way more productive and also, like, like a, like a new, like a new scene. Sorry. And he's just showing me his frog. Um. <laughs> But um like a new change of scenery to like do your college apps in, go to a cafe or something. It can be fun to like like it may it's like one thing to get excited about when writing these essays because otherwise you're just stuck in your room writing them. Okay. okay. Anyways, post-college app senior year. This is when we finished college apps. It's kind of like done with writing them, you know, it's after January 15th or whatever. And it is the rest of senior year. This is when senior right like fully hits in and you have no motivation to literally do like anything. It's it's horrible. So Anish, how did you how did you feel about second semester?
1: It's very fun. And um yeah, I mean it's really fun going to school, honestly. Like I didn't yeah. think this at the time, but like kind of looking back on it now, I wish I hadn't skipped so much second semester and yeah, stayed in school. But yeah, senioritis definitely does kick, like just murders you. Like it, it's horrible. But the yeah. biggest piece of advice, stay in class and stay talking to your teachers. Because when it comes May time and you have like a C in, in a class, having that good relationship with your teacher gives you a chance to bump that C to an A minus or something like that hypothetical situation
0: hypothetical very hypothetical um but yeah definitely true I think a lot of people there was just one kid in my class who came for like two days of second semester and I never saw him after that um which was just like absolutely wild but honestly like it's really important to maintain the good relationship with your teachers but especially towards May there were days just me asking like why am I here like I just can't be in this building anymore like this is too much and um, I think after writing so many college apps, even after having a winter break, you're so drained that you cannot, and your classes are still hard. Like as fun as second semester is, you're still taking difficult classes, and so it's just like really. Uh, and then there's like tests and AP tests and everything. Um, oh my gosh, which is another thing. Check if your college takes AP credit. Otherwise, don't take the test because I found out today that my college just doesn't take any fives either. So I was like. But just take it. Just like just yeah, check. Otherwise there's no point taking test.
1: I agree with that. Um just taking the test because you took the class is completely pointless. You'll stress yourself out right before AP week. And you'll know by like the time. I mean, you're not gonna get a full refund, but you at least get half back, which is better than nothing. Yeah. You refund the test. And you'll know like for the most part, unless there's the wait list. Yes. Oh, um, speaking of we didn't kind of like talk talk about it before but do you want to circle back to like kind of like the ed process because we both did ed oh yeah oh like
0: yeah it, yeah oh yeah i completely forgot about that but there's three types of like um like application or like there's three types of like things you can apply to so there's ed there's rea there's ea and then there's regular distance. so four um I, me and Anish both ED'd, which is early decision. Um, And the, like, do you want to explain what that is?
1: Yeah, so early decision is, I mean, some colleges that, like, offer it are Cornell, Penn, Vanderbilt has it. Why am I just blanking right now?
0: Tulane, Tulane.
1: Tulane, Brown. A lot of colleges have it, but pretty much that is where you submit your application by November 1st. So you submit your full application to that school, and then, if you get in through early decision, you have to go to that school no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, but if you early de- decision to one school, you can't early decision to any other school, and you can't rea to any other school.
0: Yeah, just tough. Um, yeah, but I think, I think like the biggest part of it is like you really want to have to go, you have to want to go to that school real bad. Um. <sighs> because it's binding meaning that if you get in like you have to go so like yeah. with Cornell like like I had to go because I ED'd um, and that means you have to withdraw your other applications and things like that and then there's also REA which I think like Harvard Harvard MIT yeah yeah do you want to explain that
1: yeah so REA is similar to ED where You can only REA to one school and you can't ED to any others. You can't REA or ED to any other schools. But the only thing is when you REA to that school, it's not binding. Like if you get in, like say you REA to Harvard and you get in. So you're into Harvard, but you don't have to pull your applications to other schools. You can still see if you get in or not. Which is nice because if you know your financial package, because with ED, you don't know how much you're paying if you get in. But with REA, at least you can, like, compare financial packages with other schools if you get in and, like, try to negotiate for better.
0: Yeah, definitely a bonus. And then EA is similar, except it's not binding and there's no, like, restrictions. Like, with REA, you can't apply to any other, like, private school or things like that. Um, But with EA, you just, you just apply early to, like, school. So the deadline for that is November 1st instead of January 15th. So that way the college app is out of the way um and yeah instead of like it being january 15th or january 1st whichever one it is it's november 1st um mm-hmm. and then rd is just a regular decision that's when all the other college apps are due um and so with ea and ed you can get deferred and waitlisted and then with rd you can get just waitlisted right with which one rd regular decision
1: yeah so rd you can get like yeah, waitlisted and or rejected.
0: Yeah. And then ED- and you,
1: you might be wondering, like, what's the point of doing like an ED or an REA to any or an EA to any school more so for like an ED or an REA. It's like, you know, 100 percent you want to go to the school. And by doing an ED and REA, you like just statistically have a better chance of getting in, I believe.
0: Yeah, because it's That's like earlier. Like,
1: and there's less people that you're like competing. Yeah
0: competing with <laughs> yeah basically um but then if you don't get an ed you can still get deferred or fully rejected um and defer just means you hear back again around like march
1: mm-hmm. yes through the rd pool yes which is what happened to me actually
0: yes it did um and that's not binding right
1: yeah so i ed to pen but i got deferred but then I got in through RD. So I got in, but it wasn't binding. But Sanya E D to Cornell got in straight off, but it was binding. I yeah. hope this makes sense.
0: Basically, Sorry. if you get in the first time, you have to go. But if you get in, yeah. you deferred and you get in through RD, like anytime you get in through re- regular decision, um, then you you it's not binding. You can still like choose and compare and negotiate. Um Okay. I think we also touched on senioritis. Senioritis mm-hmm. is rough, but I think we didn't touch on ce- what senioritis can mean for college. Um, honestly, oh like, what?
1: No, like go ahead.
0: No, you can go. i <laughs> would okay,
1: say uh, you really need to make sure senioritis does oh. not affect your grades to a point oh. where you might get rescinded from your colleges. Like,
0: this is not coming not- from either of us.
1: Yeah, we're not we're not shouting out anyone but like definitely we have seen that with like a lot of our close not a lot but like some of our close friends where senioritis really does kick in and this person also like is so involved with other like activities where it's like there's just so much going on but you need to make sure like kind of like after you apply that grades are number 1.
0: Yeah. Um there are people that like you can still get rescinded so really keep your grades up, no matter how bad your senioritis is, and ask for help from your teachers. Your teacher just know you have senioritis, yeah. and your teachers are pretty, like, understanding. Like, they'll be like, yeah, we're here to help you. Go, like, get get help from your teacher. If you're at Stevenson, get a tutor. Like, you know, they're, they're good resources.
1: Oh, yeah. There's so many resources. Like, once again, really thankful that, like, we go to Stevenson where there are the resources, but, like, just, like, using what is available to you, like, teachers. Like, I know we're lucky enough to have, like, the ILC, ELC tutors and, like, the College Career Center, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and if you're – like, there's a lot of online resources. Honestly, for me, YouTube videos help me a lot. Um, They're always great. As long as you put in, like, some effort to maintain your grades and check up your school's policies on getting rescinded because some, like, straight out, out- outline it, and you'll know what you need to do to, that- to not get rescinded. So, yeah. Also, I think your grades matter if you want to apply for scholarships, so, so maybe yeah. just keep them up like that. Anyways, um, we are just gonna go into the Q and A. I think I think we covered everything, right? So, anything we forgot?
1: I mean, there's just so much through the process that it's hard to cover everything, but
0: yeah, it was a roller coaster, for sure. But back to the Q and A. So, um, a couple like. A couple, what is it, days ago, I asked for, like, if anyone that's going to go through the College App had any process, like questions. If anyone going through the process had any questions, sorry, I'm, like, completely not prepared for this. Um, and so this is kind of, like, all over the place, you know, like, the entire College App process. But um, this is a tricky one. If you could go back in time and do one thing different, if anything, what would you do?
1: Through the College App? Okay, I would say like if I could go back through high school and do w- one thing different, it's like really concentrate on. Well, I don't even know what I'm gonna say. Could you answer first? I don't know. What yeah, I'm gonna say.
0: yeah, I'm gonna. I actually don't know either. But one thing I can think of, I think in high school in general, like don't be scared of taking on opportunities because you think you can't do it. Um, there mm-hmm. were a lot of times I was like, even like for colleges. I was like, oh, I'm not going to get in. So like, I'm not going to apply or like things like that. But just take the shot if you really want it, Um, especially like opportunities that arise. Like if you just because you think you're not going to get it, like I I fully thought like I wasn't going to get into Cornell. Like my parents were preparing me. They're like, you're not going to get in and things like that. Um, But you never know what can happen. So really just take the leap if you want it.
1: I definitely agree with that. And I would say. I could go back in time. I mean, I don't want to be basic and be like, start your essays earlier because, like, you hear that all the time. True. It's true, but I feel like that message has been hammered in enough. Yeah. I would say, just from personal experience, um, explore more stuff throughout high school so you don't come into senior year. I mean, it's not the worst situation, not knowing what you want to do, but, like, just explore different fields and go into, like, different opportunities with an open mind of, like, I, like, in terms of like your future career and in terms of what you want to do I mean for some people they just know what they want to do and that's really nice yeah. but think like for a lot of people it's like either you're telling yourself you want to do it someone's telling you you have to do it or you just haven't tried anything different so like yeah definitely take the time to try different things
0: yeah different and those experiences can also help you in your essays um like you can talk about what you learned from that experience or how you like never wanted to a- Go into like if you did something related to computer science how you never knew computer science was so cool things like that um okay um next question what's something you regret not knowing about the whole college app process hmm. this is difficult actually
1: i'd say scholarships that's like a big one because yeah i mean you come to the time like you committed to your college and then you get the like first billing payment it's like oh my gosh what is this Like how much, and it's like really, I mean, I think there's a lot of websites. I can't name them right off the top of my head, but there are websites that help you like organize scholarships, which are really nice. And like, just taking advantage, like, you know, the big scholarships, but you also know that there's going to be like thousands of people applying to that. And you have to get really lucky to get one of those. But like, there's a bunch of small scholarships that like, I mean, I know one of my friends applied to like one, like about a dog. It's like a dog owner scholarship, something like that like there's a bunch of random scholarships free money just like take the opportunity you might have the essays from your college essays and yeah start on those earlier
0: that's one thing I also regret um because I fully just like I fully just disengaged after college apps and didn't even think about scholarships and then today I got like my first payment and I was like this is crazy <laughs> like I was yeah. like yeah but there's definitely scholarships I think you can apply to in college it's just way less um so really don't back down after after college apps and go on the hunt for college apps, um, scholarships because college is expensive. Especially and
1: it's hard because like you're so focused in on like those college apps and like first getting in. Yeah. And it's like you're telling yourself, I first want to get in and then worry about it. But by that point, all the deadlines will pass. So yeah. if you can try to make time for that.
0: Honestly, like research them now or like see when the deadlines are now. I think Google calendars, like even a spreadsheet is like super helpful. So you're able to like map out when each deadline is um, before it's too late. So, yeah. Um, okay. Someone asked how bad is senioritis and kind of start in July. So we've talked about how bad senioritis is. Um, so I thought I had senioritis. Like I thought I had senioritis like in October. I was like, oh, I'm so fried. But then I come to like January and I'm like, this is senioritis because this was just like bad.
1: Like, you think it's, like, senioritis, but, like, it's really just, you're kind of, like, getting tired of doing the same thing over and over again, I guess, in a yeah. sense. Yeah. And especially, like, coming out of your junior year, you feel like,
0: yeah. oh, I did all,
1: like, because, I'm going to say this. People always say, like, your junior year is your hardest year. I would argue it's a senior year. So, like, yeah. you really want to make sure, like, coming out of your junior year, you don't just go into cruise control and, like, think, like, oh, the hard times are p- past me. Because, like, it the hard times I really think are like first semester and like creating that balance between everything going on.
0: Yeah. I think first semester was like, like I thought junior year was bad and then I got to first semester senior and I'm like, I completely under, like my classes weren't harder. Maybe my class, like the classes were harder for me junior year, but senior year, Mm -hmm. it wasn't even my classes. The fact that I do classes, more leadership positions and, and like college apps on top of that, which is crazy. I know for you, you were, like, president of, like, five clubs. So, you must have, like, literally fried.
1: Delegating work.
0: Delegating work. Um, how did you determine what was a good fit for you versus what wasn't?
1: Okay. I would say, I like, good fit. There's, like, a bunch of unique programs out there at, at colleges, which mm. kind of ties back into research, like, Just shouting out like med people who who, like want to go into medicine. This program is called like direct med programs. Like if you know you want to be a doctor, I would argue that this is one of the best ways to do it because you get into med school out of high school pretty much with a guaranteed acceptance. So like just seeing like what you want to do and doing research into it because there's so many different like avenues, so many unique programs. Like I think Berkeley has a program for like engineering plus business. So like if you have a certain niche that you're interested in, just like really research into it because there might be a program like perfectly fit for your interests. and even though it might not be a college that you think you would ever see yourself going to if that program is so good and like such a perfect fit for what you want to do like it's worth investing some time and in researching into it
0: completely agree because I think like um for me like Cornell like had a business minor specifically for CS students which is really cool and that's why I was like oh like this is exactly what I want or like mm-hmm. it can it can literally just be anything that you feel stands out to you and that's what makes it a good fit but I think a good fit depends per person like you said
1: yeah it could be like culture also like just like maybe it's a party scene on a campus maybe yeah. it's like the sports like maybe you're really big into like sports culture you and you want a really good like football team on your campus like just Finding what's really important to you and make sure you're prioritizing that when you're making those decisions.
0: Yes. Um. I don't know why that reminded me of another thing, but do not like apply to 25 colleges. Like, I I don't know why that like randomly reminded me of that, but I've seen people completely burn themselves out. But I think if you just make a list of like your reach, your goal, target schools and your safeties and like, really narrow it down and write quality essays for like each of them instead of writing like poorer ones for 25 of them um your results might be better but i know people who completely burnt themselves out doing like 25 schools and it was i think it was just not on my opinion the best i agree
1: i agree with that to an extent but also like just speaking from my experience like after i did get that deferral in december i was like I really want to just play a numbers game and apply to as many schools as I can. Okay. Some people call it like shotgunning, but it's like just like taking as many chances as you can with schools and just seeing what happens. But I definitely do agree with you. Like, I mean, it's hard to see it in the moment, but like quality over quantity is definitely true because a lot of those essays I submitted for those schools were trash.
0: I think, yeah, I think, I think it was more like applying to 25 schools at once, like all of them EA or things like that. But I know, oh, yeah, like, that's... yeah. But I know deferrals can like definitely want you to apply, make you want to apply to more. So that that's like understandable. Um. Okay. Last question: What best worked for you and didn't work for you while you were applying? Mm, this is like a tough question. I think. I think like. Really. I think what really really like set like helped me is the deadlines and like sticking to them like as hard as it was like keeping those deadlines like kept me on a good pace that I was like comfortable with
1: mm-hmm. I'd say also for me finding people who you really trust when it comes to like reading your essays and like giving you good feedback because you don't I personally did not like it when my parents read my essays
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I mean, that might work for some people, but just like finding someone who's not just going to like be like, yes, this is perfect and just lie to you, yeah. but also finding someone who you're willing to listen to. Like for me, that was my brother. Like if he would give me advice on my essay, I'd listen to it and go back and fix it, which mm-hmm. i say partly because he'd already gone through the process. So I trusted him, but like finding someone you can trust, like a teacher, a friend, maybe not a friend, a teacher, maybe
0: not a friend,
1: yeah, maybe not a friend. But
0: yeah, for me, it was my mom. Um, I have my mom read my essays, but she, I think it was good. Like sometimes yeah, it like brought up arguments, but for the most part it's good. Um, And like teachers, definitely teachers, um, like your language arts teacher or something like that are super helpful and they've read essays before. So they've, they know what to look for. Um, But yeah, anything else you have to add?
1: Anything of teachers, make sure you get your letters of rec and...
0: Mm.
1: sooner rather than later I know a lot of teachers want them by like end of your junior year like you ask those teachers that were in your junior year some are at the start of senior year you can ask but doing that sooner sooner rather than later so you're not stressing at the last minute being like did you submit my essay did you submit the letter
0: Yeah, that's definitely I know a lot of people like a lot of teachers have you fill out like a form on things too, like why should I write your rec letter or things like that. So definitely get that in junior year or like now if you haven't. Um, but it depends on the teacher.
1: Yeah. And just like final piece of advice. When you're applying to a school, make sure you're applying to like make sure you know what you're applying to. Like say like there's so many different like things in a school and it's it gets very confusing with all the information. Like there's I mean for comsci itself, there's like different types of comps in and like different schools within the university yeah. so like, just making sure you really know what you're applying for and like what you're like what you're doing pretty much just make sure you're you're on top of things
0: yeah because like for me I was like I didn't want to do engineering and I hate physics so mm-hmm. I didn't do that I didn't do it in the college of engineering um but you're you, a lot of colleges allow don't allow you to transfer out too so if you get into that you're stuck with that so especially if you're eding a school like make sure you know what you're getting into yes any anything else anish
1: i think i think that's about it but like amazing it, it's definitely a process anyone listening like definitely reach out if you ever need help or anything or just like yeah but know there's always people there for you and it's a process and it's not it's a marathon not a sprint
0: yes wow wise of you bars um yeah it's definitely a process you're you're gonna want to feel like ripping your hair out in like October September and it's you're gonna be like um you're just gonna yeah it's gonna be rough but winter break is gonna be pretty relaxing um and then honestly I feel like senior year brings everybody together you know like all your friends and everything it does bring people together and it's just cherish those memories um make the most out of your senior year it's your last last year at high school and you won't register it then but yeah that's
1: just that's enjoy cool. it like everyone comes together like you said you're gonna meet so many new people and like just take the opportunity to meet people that you've never met in high school like it might sound weird but like you're it's gonna true. make so many new friends and it's true
0: yeah, and it's like crazy because you're like, why wasn't I friend with these people friends with these people before? And it's like
1: you might find out you were in a class with them years ago and you just had no idea. <laughs>
0: yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. Um but yeah, those are our words of wisdom. We hope you enjoyed. Again, as Anish said, feel free to reach out to us if you need anything. Um, we're here to help out. And we hope this episode helped. We kind of just wanted to speak on our experiences, even though it was like all over the place. Um, but yeah. If you're still listening, thank you for listening. Um, And have a great day, night, wherever you are. Anish's frog also says bye. But yeah, thank you, Anish.
1: Bye. Thank you so much for having me on, Sonia.
0: Yes. Thank you, guys. Bye.